Monday night, May 6th at the Hyatt Regency in San Francisco. You're invited to join athletes and celebs at the Bay Area Sports Hall of Fame Enshrinement Dinner. Be there to celebrate this year's class featuring Olympic swimmer Jenny Thompson, San Jose Earthquakes legend Chris Wondolowski, Niners Super Bowl hero John Taylor, Sharks icon Patrick Marlowe, and the architect of the Giants dynasty, Brian Sabian. Be a part of this star-studded evening benefiting Special Olympics Northern California. To purchase tickets, visit Bayshoff.org. That's B-A-S-H-O-F.org. Welcome to the Stanley Cup Playoff Report. Here are Dan Rusinowski and Drew Remenda. So many great games, so many things to talk about. Uh, Drew Remenda in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. You've got to be awfully excited about the way <laughs> five game sevens played out. It was a weekend, Danny, where not a lot got done in the Remenda household because hockey was on uh, all day Saturday and all evening. Sunday. It was fantastic. They're great. The game sevens, you and I have been both involved in them. They're, they're like any other hockey game, but everything seems ratcheted up and dialed up and the intensity certainly is there and every detail matters, but watching it from this year, it's not surprising because all the teams were so close, right? I mean, all the, all the teams were, there was only three teams with less than a hundred points that made the national, that made the playoffs all in and, the West. All in the West. And they were all uh two of the two of the three went to game seven. You know, so pretty a lot of fun to watch. All the games were close. We had overtime yesterday, twice. It was it was a darn good weekend of hockey. <laughs> well, I thought I would go through these game seven sure. since there were so many, all five of them, and get you some highlights and get some reactions. We'll start with Carolina against the Boston Bruins, and of course. Max Domi suddenly rising to the top of, of the NHL stat list with his amazing performance. Max Domi has been everywhere here in this hockey game, Shane. He's had some quickness in his step today. Frederick shot. That rings the post. Frederick got loose. Ronta might have gotten a piece. And his left post got the rest of it. Show check. He'll let it go. Set up for Domi. Max Domi, a couple of goals, his first two playoff goals ever, his proud Papa Ty, who was known more for penalties than for goals in the stands, taking pictures, big smile on his face. And also for Carolina, the goaltending of Antti Ranta came up big. Kicked up of the line, two on one, haul up backhand centered, Ranta, what a stop! That was ticket and five all, and he stopped it with the right leg. Here's one question, Drew. Antti yeah. Ranta, Max Domi. If I'm an Arizona Coyotes fan, I'm thinking, where do I get players like that? <laughs> Don't you? Really? Now, listen, for Max Domi, his, his first two playoff games in his in his first two playoff goals in his life, um, they've been waiting for Max to give him something, to do something, and he does that. Better time for it. Couldn't find one. Antti Ranta is interesting, right? I mean, that wasn't supposed to be their starting goaltender this year. He was supposed to be the guy in the playoffs this year, and he was brilliant. Although this series, I thought after the first two games, Boston was done, but they battled back very well. There's a lot of good things to look at when it comes to Boston, but Carolina, man, I'm telling you, I like that team, Danny. I like that team a lot. 
so well conditioned. They've been through some playoff yeah. battles already as a team. They're well coached by Rod Brindamore, who's the key to the conditioning because he's in as good a shape as any of the players. And Crazy. it all came down to a, a really kind of a, a bittersweet end for Boston for a couple of reasons, too. Here's McAvoy. He'll bang it to the far corner, a foot race for the puck 15. Slavin swings it around far side. Bruins keep it in. High slot. Bergeron shoots. Deflected. Marchand got a piece of it. Sent out in front. Slapped to the high slot. Bergeron shoots. And it didn't get free to route to three seconds remaining. Right point. Bergeron shoots. Blocked. Carolina wins game seven. You know what was really significant about that, Drew, is how many times the name Patrice Bergeron was called because right after all those chances that he had to try to, to get things going, he ended up shaking hands with all the players, all the referees, and then he went to the end of, uh, of where the, the team came out and shook hands and hugged all of his teammates, which, of course, brings up his unrestricted free agency status. And what's the future for Patrice Bergeron? There was also a moment there, Danny, just where he was just by himself. And just the look on his face, I don't know. Yeah, man, how much can you read from a guy who's disappointed that his team doesn't move on? But there was just seemed to be a different look on his face that was almost saying goodbye. Maybe I'm wrong. The, the, he didn't want to address retirement rumors. He didn't want to re- address any rumors whatsoever. Some say he might go to Montreal. There's a lot of talk around surrounding Patrice Bergeron. I don't know. To me, he looked like he was thinking, so this is the end. Meanwhile, in Toronto, the Maple Leafs had home ice for game number seven against the defending Stanley Cup champions and a moment of controversy during the course of the contest. Now Matthews steals the puck again, bunting around back of the net, stops, reverses his field again, plays it back to the blue line to Hall. Hall doesn't shoot it. Fed back of the net now for Tavares. Tavares off the boards. Tavares back of the net. Still with it on his stick. Tavares coming out in front. Scores! Captain, my captain, ties the game! And this is vintage John Tavares. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. There's a leaf penalty here. Is it before or after the goal? Eric Ferlot has called an interference penalty on Justin. Justin Paul? I have no idea where it was. <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, There's, you do. Yes, you do. If you were watching it, yes, you do. I called pick right away, Danny, and so did Davis and Donovan, my boys. We, we were all we were all we were all in three different rooms, two two downstairs, one upstairs. And when we saw the pick, we all yelled, "Pick!" It's not basketball. Can't do that. It was a it was a pure pick. It's the right call by Eric Furlat. Sorry, Leaf fans. Sorry, the great Joe Bowen and Jimmy Ralph. But that was a pick. You saw it. Meanwhile, if you're a Maple Leafs fan, you've got to hang in there because this is really oh. a great hockey team. It really is. Okay, what? Okay, what do you do? Like you can you do you do you stay with the same group? You know, is she, I I don't know. Is Sheldon Keefe a good coach? I don't know if he is or not. They got a hell of a lot of points. They had a terrific regular season. But if if Kyle Dubas is there, Sheldon Keefe is probably there because they're joined at the hip. Those two. You know, do you do you make any changes there? Do you do you do anything off ice? I think something has to change. I don't think it has to be drastic or massive, but I think they got to do something. Well, not to throw know. any speculation in there, but Pete DeBoer right. now is available as a head coach. 
Yeah, it wasn't healthy. Hey, there's some, there's, that's the one thing we got to talk about maybe less, later on this week is there are some interesting vacancies out there with some interesting candidates. You're listening to the Stanley Cup playoff report on the Sharks Audio Network. When we come back, we'll look at the other game sevens that were played in the NHL. That's next. Hey, Sharks fans, are you planning to move in the near future? Look no further than SM Moving Systems. SM Moving has been a family owned business for four generations. Whether it is a residential move or commercial move for your business, SM Moving can manage all the logistics and planning for local, long distance, even international moves. We are proud to be the preferred moving company of the San Jose Sharks. To request a quote for your next move, go to smmoving.com. SM Moving Systems, quality in every move we make. We continue now with the Sharks Playoff Report on the San Jose Sharks Audio Network. Five amazing Game 7s in round number one. That's what Drew and I are talking about. And we move to Madison Square Garden in New York. The Rangers and the Pittsburgh Penguins. The Pens with a three games to one lead in the best of seven series. And then it came all the way to Game 7. The Penguins had the emotional advantage when Evan Rodriguez did this shorthanded. It's Heedle. Turns it over to Rodriguez. He's got a chance shorthanded on a breakaway. Evan Rodriguez on the backhand shoots. Scores! Evan Rodriguez goes top shelf on Shesterkin. And the Penguins take the lead with 2.35 to go in the second period. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me indeed? What a great moment for Penguins fans. But unfortunately, the Rangers just held in there. And I still get back to Shesterkin's goaltending in the third when he made some of those great stops. Long shift for the Rangers. Looking fun, broken up. Snyder got a piece, it's loose. Rister denied. Shesterkin backpedaling. Another try, no. He knocked it away. A couple of great saves there by Shesterkin. Only a couple that he made. And then, of course, it went to overtime. Time for the bread man to deliver. 15 seconds with the man advantage. Fox for Panera. Top the right circle. Moves in, shoots. Off the, it's in. Oh, it's over. Artemi Panera scores, <laughs> and the Rangers have won game seven what? in overtime. Unbelievable. What a shot by Panera. What a shot. And you bring up Shesterkin. This is a guy who got yanked twice. This guy was, he was untouchable during the season. He was so good. And then in the playoffs, things got serious. He got yanked twice, but showed a ton of resilience and mental toughness and came back with a, with a hell of a performance yesterday. And so we move out west to Edmonton and Los Angeles. Yet another game seven, and it starts off well for the Edmontonians. Cody Cece puts them in front. Here's Nurse. McDavid fumbled it away. Mikey Anderson will lay it off the glass. A leaping Yamamoto knocked it down. Here's McDavid, left circle, dropping it off. What timer in that? Was driven wide by Drysaddle, rebound Yamamoto. Tried to curl it in front, did so. Drysaddle tried to make the extra pass, went off a skate. Cece to Connor McDavid, peering inside. Dishing, Cece shoots and scores! one nothing Edmonton in Game 7! That was uh, the call right there to get to the Edmonton Oilers in front. That proved to be the series winner, but since Connor McDavid set one up, he figured he would score one too. Oilers trying to nurse this one home. Dry subtle on another tie-up. The puck squirts free and Yamamoto will carry it out. Tried to chip it for McDavid. He's got it to the net. A backhander slid wide. McDavid backhand wrap around. Score! Put it over the prostrate. Jonathan Quick on a delayed penalty 
call. 2-0. The captain delivers. 2-0 Edmonton. That's how it ended. And there was some excitement in Alberta. 20 seconds to play. CC to McDavid. Nudge back in. The Oilers are moving on to round two. We move on to Calgary, the other part of Alberta. And it went down to overtime. I think Johnny Gaudreau had about 18 great chances against uh, the Dallas Stars during the game. Jake Ottinger had maybe the most amazing game that I've ever seen play in, in a Stanley Cup playoff game in goal. But Johnny Hockey got the last word. Five minutes left in the first overtime. Here's Lindholm to Gaudreau. Near quarter to Kachuk. Behind the net to Gaudreau. He walks in front and drops. Lindholm shoots and Ottinger makes the right shoulder save. Gaudreau scores! <laughs> The sea of red, for those fans that don't know, is everybody wearing a Calgary Flames sweater, not only inside the building, but in the entire city of Calgary. That's just the way it is there. And it sets things up for a rather interesting round two, Drew, that I'd like you to comment on. The Calgary Flames going up against the Edmonton Oilers. The Battle of Alberta. And it's been been NHL lore. A couple of things, though, before I get to it. Number one, Jake Ottinger, as you said, one of the best, if not the best, playoff performance I have ever seen in my life. I'm with you. Paul Bissonnette said that as well. He was fantastic. Johnny Goodrow had been criticized a lot and really, I don't know if it was fair or unfair for his playoff performance in past years. Um, There's no room to criticize that kid now because he was all over the place. One of the best things we saw though, first of all, the morning skate when the Daryl, the great Daryl Sutter, former Sharks coach, of course, gets up on the at the at the table, and the the <laughs> the, um, the press asks him, uh, "So, what's a day like today, like?" Daryl went, "It's a nice day. It's a baby geese at my place this morning. Um, it's awesome. Spring, nice day." <laughs> then they asked him about his lineup. <laughs> Daryl goes, uh, "Anybody." who uh, didn't skate today is, is uh, on the table as an option uh, or is, is, is on the table to, to not play. Uh, that's including me as well. <laughs> so he's being Daryl. And then when they score the overtime, Daryl just turns. Everybody's going crazy around him. Coaches are going crazy. Kirk Muller stands in front of him like, hey, his assistant, Daryl shakes his hand and then starts to walk away and then goes, oh, yeah, I got to go. Yeah, he's shake hands. He was so nonchalant. Like, oh, oh, yeah, it's, a, it's an overtime win. Big deal. And I think it really brings up a really great point as we conclude our talks about game number seven, Drew, and that is this is only one step. And you could feel yeah. great about that for maybe five minutes. Daryl probably was already thinking about the Battle of Alberta and how that was all going to play out. He's got to deal with McDavid and Dreisaitl. He's got to deal with the, you know, with the goaltending of Mike Smith, which has been pretty solid in the last few games here for the Oilers, and a, a guy who used to play for the Flames. So there's all sorts of back and forth stuff. And you know as well as I do, it's already starting. 
the Edmonton Sun already is going to have all these wonderful stories about the Oilers right next to a really bad story about Calgary. And then you throw it around, you go to the Calgary Sun, and it'll be this wonderful, great community development thing in Calgary right next to a horror story, something happening in Edmonton. That's just the way it's going to be for the next couple of weeks. Oh, it's going to be nuts. It's going to be absolutely nuts. Like, like I said, it was NHL lore back in the Gretzky days when it was Dougie Gilmore and Timmy Hunter and Theron Fleury and then Gretzky and Curry and Messier. Those, those were battles, literal battles on the ice. And then both teams sucked for a long time. So the battles of Alberta were like, eh, who cares? Now, finally, both teams are good again. This is going to be, as you perfectly described, a series to watch. I think... I think Calgary is is the is the harder hitting, heavier team. They play a closer checking game, but Jay Woodcroft has really turned his team around in the way they play. And Connor McDavid looks like a man possessed. Really amazing. Before we get to our next segment of our playoff report, we definitely have to take one of these. And now it's time for perspectives from the past. Given the fact that we've just been talking about Calgary and Edmonton, this is the first time since the 1990s that they played each other in a Stanley Cup playoff series. I also wanted to look at Jake Ottinger's performance in game number seven. He had 64 saves in game number seven against uh, the Calgary Flames. The Dallas Stars goaltender had more saves than all but one player in NHL history in a game seven performance. That player, of course, is Kelly Rudy, who had 73 saves for the New York Islanders and that crazy game against the Washington Capitals. But number three on that series in that list, Wade Flaherty, the San Jose Sharks, with 56 saves in Calgary against the Flames. Game seven, and here is how it ended. Sharks Makarov on the ice. Lead pass, Larionov. Two on two break. Here's Larionov walking in. Winds up, doesn't shoot. Heads to the slot. Has it on his back end. He waits. He doesn't shoot. He flips toward the slot. Blocked in front, but trailing the play. Makarov has it in the offensive zone. Centering play. Scores! Ray Whitney deflects the shot. The Sharks are going to Detroit for the second round of the playoffs as the entire Sharks bench comes out to mob Ray Whitney as he tipped the shot in front. The Sharks win game seven. Drew, until 2019, when <laughs> Barkley Goodrow scored that unbelievable goal against Vegas, that was probably the most electrifying moment in Sharks playoff history. And wouldn't you know it, a kid from Edmonton, Ray Whitney, scores Game 7 double overtime winner against Calgary. Okay, hey, I got like 100 stories of that one. Which which ones do you want? Okay, Fire I, away. Okay, f- first off, Wade Flaherty playing. Wade Flaherty was marvelous because remember, Artie had lost his mind in Game 5. Who do you take a run at? Sheldon Kennedy? Yep. Yeah. Rand Sheldon Kennedy. So, so Flaherty was really good in game six. Yeah. He's great in game six. And then, so then, um, so we go to Calgary and Ray Whitney and I, we go shopping for a suit. Ray wanted a new suit. I wanted one too. We both bought new suits and had them hemmed and ready and, and tailored ready to go for game seven. I don't know why we did it, but we did. <laughs> Went to a place called Anthony's in the mall there in Calgary. But we were playing, so we're, we're in that game. And remember, the first overtime was a, was a joke. It was like a rodeo. It was crazy. So Kerry uh, Frazier's doing the game, remember? And he comes over to, goes, over to Dave, goes over to Dave King on the Calgary bench and says something to Dave. And so Kevin and I are still standing on the, on the bench because we want to know what the hell's going on. So then Kerry skates over and says, Kevin, I'm going to tell you what I told Dave, which is you guys have embarrassed me out here. 
And Kevin goes, well, what are you talking about, Carrie? And Carrie goes, don't around with me. You know exactly what I'm talking about. You tell your guys, you tell your guys that the first thing I see, I'm calling. So they better be ready. And so while he's yelling at Kevin, giving, giving, us, giving him, you know what, I'm just staring at him. Okay. Just staring at him. And finally, Kevin goes, okay. And he walks away and Carrie looks at me and goes, what? And I went, four periods, your hair is perfect. And he looks at me and goes, jealous. But yeah. And he skates away. <laughs> so after all of that, he he totally changed. Exactly. It's, it's uh, so funny. Beautiful. But it was, it was, uh, oh, how good was Wade Flaherty in those two games? Like, uh, it was, he was ridiculous. I mean, yeah. 60 saves, 60 shots, 56 saves. Yeah. And as I mentioned, in a game seven, it's number three all time for most saves in a game seven. That's impressive. That's impressive. I was thinking about, I was thinking about game seven the devil overtime last night, without a doubt. Absolutely. When that game was going on. No, so and it's good. the same, same building where so many things have happened in yeah. sharks history. You go back to 13 to one game was played there. Yeah. Jeff Reese had three assists as a goaltender for Calgary. <laughs> and wouldn't you know what we, we go back there this year and Aiden Hill, I thought might've deserved a third assist. He had two assists in the game that the sharks beat the flames in Calgary again. So lots of history in that building. And there's going to be a lot more in the series against the Edmonton Oilers before we uh, go to break. Let's handicap all these series. Who wins? Oof. Who wins the next round between Tampa Bay and Florida? That's a good question. You know, yeah, we got the Battle of Alberta, but we also got the Battle of Florida, right? Right. I, I you know what? It's hard for me to go against Tampa. I, I, I like, I like Florida. I thought this was the year they took the step, but it's hard for me to go against Tampa. So I'm, I'm, going Tampa. I'm, I'm rooting for Florida just because of Joe Thornton, and I hope exactly. he gets into some of the games. He hasn't played yeah. yet in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Yeah, I'd like to see him get into some games too. Exactly right. But it's hard to go against Florida. It's hard to go against the Lightning because they're they're prepared. They know exactly what it takes, and they've been through it together a couple of times. Rangers, Carolina. That's going to be a good series. I still think Carolina is going to sneak by. Carolina is my pick to go to the Cup, not win it, but go to the Cup final against against Colorado. All right. Well, that means you think that Colorado is going to beat St. Louis. I yep. think that one thing that will affect Craig Berube's team is they just came off a very, very emotional and very physical series against the Minnesota Wild. And so they win the series in six. They get that extra day off. Colorado's been off for a couple of weeks, yep. so they're totally rested. But I think that uh, that's the thing that could catch up to St. Louis a little bit. They could get a little weary here down the stretch. So uh, if they're going to win this series, they're going to have to do it quickly. And that's hard to do against a team that's as good as Colorado. Yeah, agreed. Colorado's just stacked. They're just, they're just stacked. The question with Colorado is Darcy Kemper. How is he doing? Sounds like his vision's okay. It was just, he's just got swelling around the eye, but he's had the rest, as you mentioned, to uh, be able to ready to go for game one. Well, and the beauty is all they need him to be is good. They don't need yeah. him to steal games yep. necessarily. They just need him to be solid and they can handle the rest. Yep, absolutely. 100%. Finally, we talk about the Edmontonians and the Calgarians. The Battle of Alberta. Will it be Connor McDavid's chance to move on or will Daryl Sutter get the win? This is I, 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 this one, I man, I, I really don't know on this one. I, I really don't know. I as much as as much as I think that McDavid is playing where he you know he's taken that next step and the next step in his evolution as a, one of the best of all time, I I just there's something about Daryl and the Calgary Flames that I really like. So I think you mentioned it, Mike Smith, crazy good, Markstrom, crazy good. I think the more physical team is Calgary, but the more skilled team 
is Edmonton. Buddy, I think this is a pick em. I, I I'm going to go, I'll say Calgary, but I wouldn't be surprised if I'm dead wrong. I think that the one thing that, that makes me think Calgary is going to win is exactly what you were talking about with Daryl Sutter at the end of the series where he didn't really celebrate, kind of turned and said, oh, yeah, I got to go out and shake hands with these guys. He's already thinking about that. He knows what it takes. Yeah. And in the long run, you know as well as I do that if there's a chance for the Flames to get a little extra physical with guys like yep. Lucic going in the corner and running into McDavid accidentally on purpose, it's going to happen. And so the Oilers are going to have to deal with that. But if it comes down to a game seven and it comes down to one play, McDavid can do it all by himself. Yep, you're right. I mean, Jay, Jay Woodcroft's done such a good job getting that team to play a, a better defensive game, a more complete game. I, I'm... I, I don't know. I do not know what's going to go on in that series. You're listening to the Stanley Cup Playoff Report, and we'll be back on the San Jose Sharks Audio Network. Star! Timo Meyer gets his first of the year and a fist pump. It's everything Sharks hockey in one place. The crowd is on its feet, and check out the Sharks bench. They're into it, too. It's the Sharks Audio Network, a 24-7 streaming audio platform dedicated to Sharks hockey and the destination to listen to Sharks games. You can find the Sharks Audio Network on the Sharks Plus SAP Center app, presented by Western Digital, and at sjsharks.com slash listen. Download the app today to listen to Sharks hockey, plus unique Sharks content all day long on the Sharks Audio Network. We continue now with the Sharks Playoff Report on the San Jose Sharks Audio Network. A great second round setting up for the National Hockey League and the Stanley Cup Playoffs, and also some fantastic candidates for some of the great awards in the National Hockey League. Let's start with the Masterton Trophy, which Tony Granato won back in 1996, the first Shark ever to win a league-wide award. And in this particular case, we have three very deserving finalists. Two of them are coming off major personal trauma. Carey Price getting back into the NHL this year with the Montreal Canadiens and Kevin Hayes enduring personal tragedy and having a strong season in Philadelphia. Zdeno Chara, the third member of that, but I wanted to stick with those first two guys. They sort of are poster children for what the Masterton Trophy is all about, overcoming tremendous odds. Yeah, Kevin Hayes is my is my pick for this one. I mean, loses his brother. It was a horrible, horrible situation for him, obviously, like it would be if for any of us. Um, and he still had, a, as you mentioned, really good year. Carey Price fought a lot of demons to get back into the game. Only played a few games. But Zedano's just Zedano, man. Zedano is... He's always, he perseveres and has persevered his whole career, which I, I love about him. But for me, it's, it's, it's Hayes. I think it's been a, a, a story we should have talked about more, but you want to be, of course, sensitive to the feelings of the family. Three occasions, Kevin Hayes required surgery. He had a blood infection. Yeah. He had a whole bunch of other things happening to him. So in the midst of the personal trials and tribulations, he had health issues to deal with and came back and played. I think he's a good choice, but I, I've got a soft spot for his Dano Chara. 24 years in the NHL and plays like this. There is Zdeno Chara. Shoots. He scores. There it is. Big C's first goal as an Islander in over 21 years. After he hit the post shorthanded earlier in the period, he blasted home from the top of the left circle, and the Islanders are back within two now with 68 seconds to go. 
comprehend that for a second. He's 45 years old. His deep partner, Noah Dobson, a really good young defenseman, is 22 years of age, young enough to be his son. <laughs> and it's his first goal that you just heard called there by our buddy Chris King in 21 years as an Islander. That's incredible. It's, it's amazing because remember, everyone, he started as an Islander and then went to Boston. Um, he he is. I love Zdeno Chara, man. I, I I remember when he was just a kid, and the late great Wayne Fleming was an assistant coach with the New York Islanders and told me about this kid that they've got. And he came into San Jose. He said, "You wouldn't believe, you won't believe it. He's one of the strongest young men I've ever seen. He's he's going to be great." I'm like, "Okay, we'll see." And then you see him come out of the room. You go, "Oh my goodness me!" He was he he is. I I don't blame you for the soft spot there. Well, and here's another thing that happened this season for Zdeno Chara that. We should remember when he faced the Sharks. Sedonin is out there with Weatherby NVL. Noah Gregor looks like, uh-oh, we got a fight on the ice. Drop of the gloves for Jeff Biel. And who's he going against? He's going against the big man, Stano Chara. Jeff Biel, tail of the tape for the San Jose Sharks is 6-1. But Stano Chara is 6'9 and 250 pounds. This is a challenge. And Biel gets a right on Chara. Chara is using that long reach, but he takes a shot right to the beak. A left from Biel. The crowd going crazy as Biel gets a right, and he wrestles down Chara. And the fans are into it here at the Shark Tank. I think we were all into it at that point uh, with Jeff Biel going at it with the big guys, Dano Chara. And the interesting thing about, uh, about all that is it reminded me of a preseason game that the Sharks had against Vancouver all those years ago. Mark Messier's first year as an Oiler. He's playing a preseason game. You and I are working together. Yeah. And he drops the gloves, Messier does, with Dodie Wood. Oh, and Dodie Wood looks, right. remember, he looked at him and he squares up because yeah. he realizes he's getting into a fight. Yeah. He realizes it's Messier. And this little grin starts Comes to appear on face. Dodie Wood's face. <laughs> like, I'm about to fight Mark Messier. Well, <laughs> I don't know why, but I had a feeling that the, the, the Jeff Viel had some similar sort of, I guess you could say, goals or designs on maybe at least being able to tell his grandchildren that he dropped the gloves with this guy. I fought that guy. Yeah, absolutely. That's that was. But it's, how many times has Dano Chara had to go through that in his career? It's like, oh, okay, kid. Let's go. Yep. And that's what happened. So a little soft spot for me, for him, for the Masterton, but uh, Jimmy Hayes would be really an outstanding choice as well. The Calder Trophy for Rookie of the Year also has three finalists, Michael Bunting of Toronto, Detroit defenseman Maurice Sider, and Anaheim center Trevor Zegris. We'll have more on that on the next show. Meantime, we've come to the end of another playoff report. And Drew, we've got a great second round upcoming. I'm looking forward to talking about things happening on Friday. Absolutely, Danny. Looking forward to it. As always, playoff hockey, man. I don't care what time of year it is. It's always a good time of year when it's playoffs. That's our Stanley Cup playoff report for today. You've been listening to the Stanley Cup playoff report. This has been a presentation of the San Jose Sharks Audio Network.